Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast is designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Enjoyed the podcast, everybody. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. My name is Jim Burns, and we're here to talk to you about bullying-related stuff, for sure, but there's a whole lot more that we can discuss that's related to just our culture, society, the way things are, the direction that things are going, uh, and You know, I'm not going to get into a political discussion with anybody, but things just don't feel right yet. And I'm I'm not convinced, I'm not sure whether it's COVID uh, or it's just a political feeling in the country or what it is, but things just don't seem to feel right. You know, I'm 67 years old, and at times I long for the good old days, uh, I teach right now mostly uh, online and virtually, meaning using Zoom and so on. And sometimes I sit and I say, boy, it would be really nice to get back out face-to-face again, you know, with and doing the work that I do and seeing my students and chatting and enjoying their company. Not to be right now, not to be, but nonetheless... Uh, I continue to teach. I hope that I can teach you uh, through these podcasts, albeit I have been very thin in my volume of podcasts that I produced uh, very recently. The last one was with Jen Dalton, and you can get that uh, on my website, on the, um, uh, you can get it on Spotify, you can get it on Anchor, you can get it anywhere. Uh, and you can listen to that interview with her, which I, I felt it was very inspiring. And we're going to be doing a little bit of work together uh, coming up. And, you know, there's a lot of angry people that are out there in this world. And the anger is, you know, stems from uh, events of childhood that were basically youth conflicts that became adult conflicts and they were never really managed. And people are very angry. They're very short. They seem to um, uh, feel as if, you know, they can do anything they want. They can say anything they want. 
And it, it has become troubling to me. And many, many years ago, uh, I put together a program which was basically it was how to deal with angry and irate parents. And when you when you consider this, you know, people are angry uh, and they express it and they usually take out their anger uh, on the, uh, the, the, their loved ones the most. Uh, there's, no, there's no question about that. They, they take that, that rage or that anger out on their loved ones. And, but when you think of teachers who devote their life to working with someone else's children and to have them be subject to the behavior of an unruly or an angry and unright, uh, uh, <clears throat> irate parent, to me it is just devastating. And I can't imagine right now why anyone would want to go into teaching there are so many, and, and there is such a shortage right now. And we need teachers desperately, good teachers. And part of the problem is nobody's going into the field, and through attrition, people are coming, are just leaving, they're retiring, and, they're, and I'm, my prediction is in the next few years, three to five years, we're not going to have any teachers. And... To take a teacher and try and belittle them, humiliate them, and think that you can intimidate and bully them, to me, it is ridiculous. Ridiculous. They're there for your children. And if you don't like what they're doing then, you know, there's a way to have a discussion. But too often, you know, we are experiencing angry people. There's, there's a lot more angry people now than there was when I was in the field. And these angry people think that they can actually take out their anger on teachers, which I think is horrifying and should never happen. Now, several years ago, as I said... And I'm going to put this up on the, um, uh, the episode description. I'm going to give this away. Th there was a, um, a course that I wrote, it, or actually, this one I can't give away. You're going to have to go to the link on my website. And there is a course there, and it's called Dealing with Angry and Irate Parents. But the outline that I'm going to share with you today, I'm going to put this up uh, on the website. Uh, on the in the course description in the episode description and what i want you to understand is this i realize that we have uh high security in schools for obvious reasons we're in a post 911 era so uh, for obvious reasons 
there is heightened security all over the place all the time. So we have that. But I want to let you know something. If somebody wants to get in, if somebody wants to get into the school, they'll get in. And we have people coming into a school. You know, we just had a. Sh- I think we just had a school shooting. I'm not. I don't even know where it was. But I. I and I think we have school shootings more often than the media reports. But if a parent wants to get in to see a teacher because they're upset with them and doesn't want to go through protocol and the, the, correct pro, the, the correct process and schedule an appointment and sit down with them, they're going to get in to see you. And it, it could be early in the morning and it could be late at night. Now, I have put together 10 steps for dealing with unplanned parent conferences. These are the ones where the, the parents just come right through. They walk right right in. They could flow in with the kids in the morning. A door could open and they could come in. And I realize we have heightened security, but these parents seem to find their way in. And if they're desperate to see you, they get there. The title of this podcast is going to be Dealing with Angry and Irate Parents. But what I'm going to share with you right now is how teachers can deal with these unplanned, horrible meetings that take place with angry people when they are frightened, they're intimidated, and and for no good reason, and they have to sit there with someone at 7 o'clock in the morning who came through the door that wanted to see them, that got there before the janitors and have been sitting in the parking lot waiting for this teacher. My name is Jim Burns. You're listening to Anti-Bullying 101. Now, at the end of this podcast, but I'm not the podcast, but at the end of this piece that I'm going to share with you, we're also going to have the anti-bullying tip of the week, and it's going to be for week eight. I end it with week six and seven. I'm going to be giving you week eight uh, today. You got to remember something. I did 101 of these tips I'm on week eight. I slowed down. It may have been because of COVID. It could have been because of a lot of things. It may have been because I was just too damn lazy to do what I was supposed to do. But nonetheless, I'm sharing them with you now. And that's going to be coming up after this presentation. So how do you deal with unplanned parent conferences? Okay. Teachers, let me explain something to you. You know as well as I know that when something goes wrong during the day, and if you know that it went wrong with the wrong kid, you can bet that a parent is either going to call you or come in to see you, and this is going to be either during the very beginning of the day or at the end of the day. And there's reasons why each one of them occurs. Oftentimes parents live too far away to get to you at the end of the day, so they'll be there in the morning. But if you live in one of those little hamlets where you know that you can walk to school, 
Okay, what will happen is, okay, that parent will walk over to the school at the end of the day. So don't be surprised and don't act surprised. Often, there's my Alexa going off right now. Okay, don't act surprised. What will happen is you're, you're just going to, you'll just have a gut reaction. Sometimes you just need to have a gut reaction that it, you know that it's something that happened during the day or the previous day. Don't act surprised. You see them, you greet them, you deal with them. You, your past experiences with this parent probably had you thinking they would want to meet with you. That's how you have to be proactive. That's how you have to be proactive. Can't act surprised because if you act surprised, they're going to take advantage of that, meaning an angry person, and they're going to come in you know, loaded for bear and looking to try and get you to back down on something that you did the day before. Number two, parents that greet you early in the morning or well after the school day are not there because they're happy. Be ready and begin to mentally prepare yourself for some questioning or accusation. They're going to start asking questions. And believe it or not, they're going to accuse you of something. You belittled my kid. You gave him a bad grade. You won't let him go on a field trip. You disciplined him unfairly. Whatever the case might be. Okay. Be prepared. This is number three now. For the parent to begin raising his or her voice. Please let them do it. And of course, if they become abusive, your comment to them should be, I'm sorry, I'm not used to being spoken to this way. You can either calm down, we'll have to schedule the conference for another time. They're going to raise their voice. And your job at that point is to strictly listen. You cannot interrupt. You have to let them go. If you interrupt, what you're going to do is you're going to be accused of arguing with them. Number four. If this is taking place in a hallway or some public place where maybe you'd like to keep this thing under wraps because you don't want it to expand into the school, ask them to come into your classroom, okay? Sit them down and then excuse yourself for one minute. Now, this one minute when you leave the room is critical, Because you're going to sit with this parent now, maybe for 10 or 15 or 20 minutes. But it gives you a chance when you leave that room to go talk with a colleague for one minute and say, look, I have a parent in that room who's off their rocker. So what I want you to do in about 10 minutes or even five minutes is to come over and knock on my door and tell me that someone wants to speak with me or they're, they're asking for me in the main office. If the meeting's going good, I'll say, okay, fine. If, if, if it's not going good, I may just get up and leave the meeting. This is what needs to be done. Because we cannot stand in intimidation with a parent. All they're teaching their kid is they're being a poor role model for their children.
Sit in clear view of the parrot, not behind a desk. You have to be able to get into physical rapport with the parent. So when they sit, if they happen to cross their legs or fold their hands or whatever the case may be, your job is to physically get into rapport. And you do nothing at this point but listen. And then after a few minutes, meaning like two or three minutes, where you have been a good listener, change your body position. And when you change your body position, if the parent changes theirs, you have achieved rapport and now you can talk. But don't try to talk when you are in physical rapport and they're talking to you. Or in this case, it could be talking at you. You see, this all works with spouses. It works, you know, with employees and employers, you know, and so on. It's a way to diffuse. It's a way to keep keep things calm. And it's a way for us to act professional. Once that parent comes out of rapport with you, they are letting you know that they are now relinquishing control of that conversation. And they're going to get into physical rapport with you. You were in rapport with them. Now they're getting in rapport with you. Get to the root of the problem. And let's see if you can do that as fast as possible. And let them once again speak their mind. But what the real question here is what do you want, what do you want to have happen? And at this point, you're seeking a solution. If the parent asks you to do something that could be viewed as unreasonable, your goal at that point is to agree in principle, not in content. A comment like, I see your concern, works well. Meaning, when you say, I see what you're talking about, okay, that works well. But you're not going to agree to something like changing a grade or letting a kid go on a field trip or whatever the case may be just because you're afraid of the parent. Don't argue or disagree with the solution. You're almost there and your goal at this point is to begin to end the conversation and have the parent leave. Once you say to the parent, what do you want to have happen? And you give them a solution and they say, yeah, that sounds pretty good. That's when the meeting is over with. And you can schedule another meeting to talk with this parent. That that meeting, you can have an administrator or a guidance counselor present or, or someone else that can help you deal with this and help you make decisions that may full well be out of your control. You see, we are absolutely loaded with angry people in this world right now. And they're more angry than ever before. You read about them in the paper. You hear about them in the news. You experience them wherever you go. And the bottom line is for us to learn how to manage that. And when teachers are intimidated, I can. it is just so troubling to me that I have to come up with something. I had to come up with something to help teachers deal 
with these angry people. It's no fun. It's no fun when you're confronted and you don't have an answer or you get put back on your heels and you don't know what to do. It is no fun whatsoever. And I'm here to help you as teachers, even or moreover, maybe just as people, because these people, the people that we have today are always arguing with one another. There's always an argument. There's always a disagreement. There's always some rumor, rumors and gossip that are being spread. And it's no fun. It's no fun. And the kids are learning and they're getting the wrong message. That that's how you get what you want. That's not how you get what you want. You get how you want through kindness and respect, not through arguing and belittling people. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. I'm going to be back at you again. I'm going to give you the anti-bullying tip of the week. It's going to be for week eight. Uh, And that's going to be coming up in a second. Uh, You'll hear the the new me, which is a recorded me, come on. And then I'm going to have a little music. And then we're going to have the tip of the week, which will be the old me. And it'll be me speaking. Uh, and we'll see if we can work together to solve this problem. The bullying epidemic, it never goes away. It's always there, and I have taken it upon myself to try and help parents, help teachers, help students, help everyone manage it, so they don't end up having lifelong trauma associated with the behavior of someone else. So once again, my name is Jim Burns, and here comes your anti-bullying tip of the week. Well, hi again, everybody. My name is Jim Burns, and this is your anti-bullying tip of the week, brought to you by Anti-Bullying 101. The Art of Forgiveness. Have you ever forced two students to shake hands after a disagreement? You know that their heart just wasn't in it. Don't stop asking for that handshake. It's symbolic of the attitude you as the teacher are trying to develop in those two students. It's very difficult for victims to forgive But an angry victim may only seek revenge at a later time, and that'll be done on his own. Bullies need to learn how to ask for forgiveness. Victims need to accept it, as difficult as it may be. We can be an example ourselves by asking for and by receiving forgiveness appropriately. My name is Jim Burns. That was your anti-bullying tip of the week for week eight. 
and you've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101.